0: Welcome to the Unqualified and Unafraid podcast. My name is Jess and I'm a film student, creative and media nerd here to talk about things I'm not qualified to talk about. Today I'm joined with Cameron Pozza, another guest whose creativity takes form through a long list of medians. In his first year of studying a degree of business innovations and entrepreneurship at the University of Adelaide, running his own multimedia production business, being a part of the Vision team and working with Adelaide brand Sustainable Clothing and Co, Cameron is a busy bee. He works with mediums including photography, video, sound, fashion, written word and graphic art. I'm excited to find out what fuels Cameron's drive to create and learn more about the vision, which is what he describes as a movement of creatives promoting freedom of expression and creative integrity. So how are you and how has the start of Term 3 been?
1: I'm quite good, thank you. The start of Term 3 has kicked off as somewhat exciting but also slow, obviously, because we're allowed to go back onto campus for some courses and some, some classes but also slow as in it's only week three and I'm yet to see a big um, big change.
0: Mm. I'm just wondering why you decided to choose to study business rather than one of your many creative interests.
1: I when I finished school or well, before I finished school I didn't have any idea of what I really wanted to do. I did think about sort of visual communications or marketing or something where I could put to, um, my creative skills to good use. But upon um, the open days at Adelaide University, I heard about the Business Innovations and Entrepreneurship course, which really intrigued me because I had already taken the steps to get an ABN for like all my photography and oh, wow. freelance stuff. And I thought that this course could help me grow my business and all of the course classes involved sort of sounded like they fit fit that brief Mm. educating me on finance and marketing just all of those sort of business things to help help grow my business
0: yeah that's impressive that you already got an ABN because like most people our age the stuff that they do creatively they just kind of do it with cash and really Mm. casual but I think that's cool that you've made it really official and I also think that yeah it's really beneficial to have the skills both in the creative field, but also the business because so many artists will be really good at what they do, but then struggle to make any money off of it because mm. they don't have those skills. So yeah. I think that would be really beneficial. And have you found yourself already applying some of the skills that you've learned?
1: We did a, I did a intensive marketing course, which was part, which is part of the degree. And already some of those strategies I've been able to apply into real world situations that I wouldn't have thought of before. So it's really built on my marketing skills. Mm-hmm. And then also there are classes that teach you how to analyze an opportunity or think critically in a different way um, to attack a problem or an opportunity in multiple in multiple ways. And that has been really beneficial. In the long run, to help me see how to work on projects in a certain way and whatnot.
0: Yeah. And with the marketing techniques, do you have any specific ones that you could talk about?
1: Um, I think a very powerful one, which I was aware of but didn't understand the terms of and didn't really know how to categorize it, is um, content marketing. Mm-hmm. So being able to have uh, content that's actionable and not just meaningless. Mm. Being able to put out a campaign or a photo or a video or whatever that actually has a meaning behind it rather than here's a photo of, of clothes. Here's a photo of people wearing clothes and the consumer could see it as if they were wearing them. And then that goes mm-hmm. hand in hand with um, vanity metrics. Okay. A lot of these um, posts or whatever you see on Instagram that don't really mean anything and these accounts that have thousands of followers... Are they actually selling anything? That's the sort of thing that you think about. So vanity metrics are the likes and the follows that don't really translate into a into an outcome for mm. the business, and that's okay. that was just so interesting to learn about mm. in a technical term.
0: Yeah, it sounds really interesting. You obviously have so many different mediums creatively that you play with, um, and actually, I wanted to refer back to my last podcast episode with my cousin Natsuko, she was also similar. She had so many different skills and she was talking about how it took her a while to like accept that she wasn't just gonna have one thing that she was crazy talented at. Her niche was a lot of things. Did you kind of have a similar struggle growing up or
1: Well when I when I was younger I really loved drawing and that sort of thing. And I used to draw all the time like I would have pieces of paper everywhere, sketchbooks, etc. And when it got into high school sort of years, I stopped drawing as much and started making music because that's what I really liked. And then further on to high school, I started taking photos and doing video. And then it's uh, after graduating and now sort of last year, I began to join all of those skills together Mm. and put them to use. But it was sort of to me as if I was like felt I might have lost interest in all of these areas, but now I've been able to bring them together. Mm. And at times I do think, oh, I'm not doing music production as much as I'm doing photos, and then I'm doing a lot of graphic design at the moment. I wanted to go back to being able to just practice and keep up those skills with those other forms of creativity.
0: Do you sometimes have trouble balancing all of that or is it more just you know exactly which one you're feeling at the time
1: Um I do know which form I am feeling at the time mm. but I do struggle balancing which one I'm going to keep if I, how to maintain um practice with all of them mm. So within like the past month or two I've been focusing very heavily on graphic design and I've done almost no music production, but then I've done a little bit of photo, but then I want to do more video. And it's always like, I'm doing these things that I really love, but there are other things that I really love.
0: Mm. And not and enough I, time. Do yeah. <laughs> I
1: enjoy them, but I wish, as most people would say, there were more hours in the day to just like do it all.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And what are some examples of your work where you've brought multiple mediums
1: together? Um, I have done some, some just little videos for people, whether it be promotional or for personal use, that's up to them, but I've filmed them and then I've produced the music that goes with them oh, yeah. or I'll take photos for people and then do a bit of graphic art over the top or do some specific editing that involves some sort of graphic over the top of those mm. photos, but that sort of thing tends to go hand in hand and then... During photo shoots, we sometimes as well take little videos in conjunction with the photos.
0: On the Vision Instagram account, I see that you've got those Instagram stories. There's music and there's moving parts and there's graphic design and all that. Do you do those things?
1: I do a little bit of it, but also um, my very good friend and also um, one of the other parts to the Vision, Michaela, does lots of the story content for us. We'll discuss everything and we'll... Um, actually, get our artists to create things for themselves that they want posted on their story profiles. Mm-hmm. But she manages a lot of that. Yeah,
0: I think oh. they're really cool. Oh, thank yeah. you. Why do you think it's advantageous? Advantages? Advantageous? How do you say
1: it? <laughs> so I'm going to say beneficial. beneficial. Why
0: do you think it's beneficial when you're looking for clients? Why do you think it's beneficial to have so many of these skills?
1: Um, I think. Well, it's beneficial to me because I love doing what I do and I can do them and it helps with my business saying, look at my portfolio. I think it's really beneficial to the clients because they only have to go to one person for all of the jobs that need to be done rather than outsourcing from a videographer to a photographer and then a graphic designer and then a branding, social media branding manager they can come to me and get all of those things done together and then it's that that um business client trust that you build and you don't just be you're not they're not just your customer you sort of become friends with them and you're able to understand them more as a a person rather than just being a blip in their their business
0: yeah so true I think a lot of people who run businesses but don't have any time for the social media they just want like an quick and easy like someone please make all this content because Mm. they're too busy like running their business so yeah it would be really good for them to just get it all from the one place you mentioned to me earlier on messenger that you were always interested in the arts when you were younger but you never knew exactly which medium to put your energy into and i'm just wondering what's your advice for young people who are in a similar situation to that
1: my advice would be to try everything even if you don't think you're good at it you may find out that you really are or Mm -hmm. you may think you're really amazing at something and you're not as good as you think you are Mm. and for that for my case I did drawing I did dancing I did all of this stuff and it's taken me quite a few years to realize I'm not so good at maybe dancing as I thought I was but I'm better at um, drawing than I thought I was and that sort of thing but there are all sorts of aspects that you've got to look into, um, to to find the one or multiple things that you really resonate with, rather than just sticking with one. It's sometimes a surprise to see. Look, I'm I'm amazing at whatever art form mm-hmm. I've chosen, and I like to think of creativity and art forms not just painting and music, et yeah. cetera, but I would even say cooking.
0: Yeah, and so true.
1: Even you can be artful in the way that you play sport mm-hmm. or there's there's endless possibilities to a creative outlet yeah
0: i think a lot of people box themselves like i'm not arty i'm not arty because what they think of is just the traditional art forms like painting and drawing there's so many more options Mm, that you may be missing out on but what dance did you
1: do (laughs) well i started off at the australian company of performing arts doing like um
0: that sounds very high up like (laughs) it's
1: it's a dance company here in adelaide okay and i started off doing like boys hip-hop and Mm. i was like 12 years old and i thought (laughs) damn this is like the coolest thing ever look how cool i am and then i auditioned for one of their performance teams um later on i think it was a couple one or two years afterwards Mm. after joining and then i was doing the hip-hop crew and a jazz jazz class there i did jazz dancing and i enjoyed it and i could see myself doing it, and I think I was good at it. Mm. And I wasn't so into that hip hop y sort of thing that they were teaching. And the whole sort of school experience there wasn't for me, okay. it is for some people. And it was really amazing to be there, mm. don't get me wrong. But I started feeling with my dance style, I needed to be a bit more loose. yeah So then I moved to Pure Funk um, Dance Studios, joined a crew there. Mm-hmm. And started doing more street style performance, which cool. is really fun. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's awesome. What you were saying before about going and just trying like a bunch of different things to see if you're good at it. I feel like that's so true because... And I also think with the creative arts, you don't necessarily have to be really naturally talented at something. Mm-hmm. I feel like whoever puts in the most time yeah, can achieve. When I was at high school, there were so many people at my school who were much better editors than me mm. but I would always be the one to volunteer to make uh, videos for the school and that got me a few opportunities and I'm not even that good at mm. editing but mm. because I just put in the time you got the opportunities so yeah. I don't
1: know and it's also that everyone has their own style mm. and you may see your work and you're like oh this isn't the exact way that I wanted it and I don't think it's that good but then you have other people who come to you and they're like wow this is amazing look what you've done and you're you know that you haven't done your best mm. or you don't like it as much, but people do tend to to like it. And it's, yeah. it's all down to personal preference and the typical like saying that you're your own biggest critic or mm. whatnot. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you've taken photos and done videos for quite a few local businesses, including Fanny Adams Vintage, Sustainable Clothing & Co, Adelaide Fashion Gala. Yes. And so I'm just wondering how you find these clients and how you start a rapport with them.
1: Well, um, back in, I think it was 2017, I met Laura, the owner of Sustainable Clothing Co., and I did a few modelling shots with them. Mm -hmm. And I just sort of grew that sort of connection with that brand, Sustainable Clothing, from from those few modelling shots. And then over the years, um, I began to be interested in taking photos. So I just Mm -hmm. borrow mum's camera, take a few photos here and there, And then when the whole vision thing sort of kicked off back in 2018, I'm pretty sure, halfway through the year, Mm -hmm. I started bringing that camera along and just taking photos of what we did and doing Mm. photos for Sustainable Curling Co. And then promoting our event for the vision, our first event, Mm -hmm. I took photos for that. The creative
0: (laughs) meetup?
1: Yeah, the creative meetup. That was in collaboration with Fanny Adams Vintage. Okay, and I hadn't made that connection, oh, okay. a couple of other members had made that connection for me, not for me but for the group. Yeah. <laughs> so I brought the camera along, I took a few photos for them and we all really liked the way that they turned out and so we posted them and um, did this sort of cross-promotion with the brand mm. and so that's how that sort of connection with Fanny Adams happened. And then with Adelaide Fashion Gala, I...
0: What actually is Adelaide Fashion Gala? You might
1: want to explain. Well, Adelaide Fashion Gala <laughs> is an event that was meant to happen um, a bit earlier in the year where everyone in Adelaide who wants to come, who's interested in fashion, comes dressed in their best outfits. And oh. the whole idea is to have something like a red carpet where you can walk out in, in your best whatever dress, suit, t-shirt and pants or however you want to dress Mm. and you don't have to be a celebrity to do it because Mm. all the time you see celebrities walking down the red carpet or at some awards ceremony in these amazing outfits but normal people I'm going to categorize everyone as normal people (laughs) who aren't celebrities don't get the chance so Mm. this is a chance for people to socialize, network, take friends along but just dress up really nice and have that sort of red carpet experience and there's a cash prize of a thousand dollars to the best dressed male and best dressed female of the event so that there's a bit of an incentive yeah, yeah that's yeah.
0: a really good idea yeah i think that's really cool because everyone wants to experience that once in their life like mm. walking down the red carpet so yeah yeah and usually do you contact the businesses offering them or do they come to you with a specific request
1: um so before I sort of set up my website and everything and um really pushed the fact that I I do this as a job and this is my job and I would like people to come to me mm. it was either me contacting people mm-hmm. and I've had many many triumphs and many failures <laughs> of hey I'm looking at your Instagram or hey nice to meet you do you need any work done and that's mainly how I would do it I would meet people or word of mouth sort of thing and I just get talking and that's the thing I think is the most important when it comes to working with other people in the creative industry don't be afraid to go and talk to someone even if it's just a hey hello my name's so and so I do this Mm. because you never know what what comes out of it even if they're not in the creative industry I've met some of my clients just by going up to them having a chat or they'll come up to me and you get into that sort of conversation of oh what do you do or I do this and then yeah you you can offer your services and that sort of thing so
0: just going out and socializing is technically a business strategy yes yes it is did it take a while for you to find the confidence to start doing your work and get paid for it did that take kind of um a journey or
1: I wouldn't say um, that it, it took because it's still taking time
0: Okay. I'm yeah. still
1: working out my pricing mm. with clients and it is really hard to say like they'll come you'll come to an agreement on a price or they'll offer you a price and you've done maybe 16 hours of work and they yeah. offer you a certain amount and you know that it's less than a minimum wage of yeah. even the lower skilled jobs mm. and this is something that you've practiced and Worked on for ages it's and a
0: specific skill yeah it's yeah.
1: really hard to say hey look would you mind like pushing up the price yeah. a little bit and that whole sort of thing to me is still like a really foreign concept because mm. I just like seeing people happy yeah and I like creating the work yeah so when it comes to that point of like oh, I'm really sorry but we have to talk about money now mm. it's something I s- I'm still struggling a little bit with yeah
0: every time I work on something that is going to be paid for I reach a certain point where I just want to tell them you can have it for free like because I think it's not good like everyone goes through the stage when they're making something I think where they just start hating it (laughs) definitely when it comes to creating content for clients are there any techniques you use to inject your own personal style into it while also fitting in with their branding
1: um well when I first have the first sit down with my clients I like to talk about what their vision is, what they'd like to do, what are examples of previous photos or videos or whatever they've had done, previous examples of their brand. And then I can show them my portfolio and say, here are some some of my examples of my work. Can we combine them or can we create something brand new or do you want to stick to this style that you've kept with? And often they'll say, you're the creative person. Do, Do it to the brief, but add your own sort of, artistic flair or Mm. whatever you'd like to do and make it your your own or or whatever so i'll give them the option i'll have so with photos i'll have a photo edited in the style that they want it and then the same photo in the style that i usually do okay or with logos or graphic design i'll give four different variations of the same piece Mm. so that they can say i like this one or can we add this from the other one and I give them the option because at the end of the day, it's all up to the client of what they want, but I really do just enjoy creating whatever it is they need.
0: Yeah, that's Mm. great. And just out of curiosity, what software do you use
1: for graphic design? I use Adobe Illustrator Mm -hmm. and Adobe Photoshop and Adobe Dimensions. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I would say I'm very um, married to the Adobe (laughs) ecosystem. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yes. How would you describe your aesthetic? for your creativity and do you have any overarching themes or looks that you usually go for?
1: I would say for my work in an overall perspective Mm. it's very me and I know that's (laughs) a kind of weird way to explain it but I can be all sorts of things I can be extremely outgoing I can be very critical I can be very um, drawn back, but with my work, you can always see. I don't, I don't know if you can actually, but, I'm, <laughs> but I can, can always see, yeah. tell <laughs> that it's my work. So, with my photos, I'll always use sort of a flatter tone, less highlights, and it's very, I don't know, warm. Mm-hmm. I like to have warm photos for people to see. So do I, yeah. With my graphic design, it's a lot of shapes. I really like to play on clean cut shapes. So, if I'm doing like a logo for someone I'll try and incorporate what their what their brand is with shapes and letters okay so I like to have very angular designs that's cool and then for video look I just (laughs) whatever whatever is needed I'll create (laughs) but I have done some cinematic stuff I have done some extreme not high quality visual effects <laughs> okay. but the, of the of the style that was requested but my style I would say is just I go with the flow there are elements of my work that I'll say look this has to be done because this is me yeah but a lot of it's just however I'm feeling on the day or however yeah. the client's feeling I'll do it mm. but I'm not bound to anything specific yeah
0: I love with um editing whether it's photo or video how if you did that on a different day it would probably turn out as a completely different Mm. thing which I think that's pretty cool because a lot of your work revolves around fashion and you take uh, a lot of photos for fashion businesses is that an industry that you want to get more into would you ever design your own clothes or anything like
1: that um funny you should mention that because (laughs) I really I'm really into clothes and fashion and when I was younger, maybe say about, or fifteen to sixteen, I was mm-hmm. extremely fashion conscious, and I would struggle to express myself with my clothes because, living in Australia, um, at that time, I don't think there was the most diverse sort of fashion scene, and I was yeah. wearing some Asian brands which were very non-conforming to to the sort of Australian style yeah. and the would, Australian style Australia, the <laughs> Australian style <or> the, <laughs> the typical sort of what you would see out in, in the like streets the stripy
0: shirts that all yeah that sort of thing things. and I would
1: be wearing like hoodies with mesh that would hang down to my oh, knees and that yeah. sort of thing um but I started designing clothes back then which were very sort of would not be seen in a typical sort of store back then mm. but now now that i have broken out and started working and whatnot I could very much see myself putting some of those designs out there.
0: Mm. So I'm just wondering when did you start wearing what you wanted to wear? Was that a bit of a journey to not caring about what everyone thought? Or
1: um, I did wear what I wanted to wear when I was struggling to sort of express how I looked mm-hmm. but it was the reactions and judgments from other people that really made me feel insecure about how I looked and how I dressed because it was that it wasn't a typical conforming style mm. but when I left um the school that I went to mm. well I went to a private school uh, that was very uniform it was on those casual days I would wear things that were like not not seen as normal mm. like to out there and yeah that's what really made it a little bit little bit weird for me and i became self-conscious yeah and then when i did move to ironsbury i sort of came out of my shell a bit more okay. and because i was like oh there are other people wearing cool clothes or there are other people wearing whatever they like to wear yeah i can do that now yeah and then obviously as times moved on i feel like the youth of adelaide especially sort of like decided that whatever fashion is goes
0: yeah it got a bit more experimental yeah there. it really did and
1: <laughs> and it was only a matter of what four to five years yeah. that it just changed from very plain clothing to these insane colorful dark shaped yeah. whatever like brands there are
0: I never even thought about how it actually has changed because I grew up on KI
1: mm. for most
0: of my childhood. Like I didn't really know what was outside that bubble. So, yeah. <laughs> but when I think of how experimental it is now, even just walking down the street in Adelaide, it's like pretty good. So yeah. Let's talk about the vision. Could you maybe give us a quick description about what it is?
1: There, there are a lot of things that the vision is, but I would say mainly um, we want it to be a platform for creative people who have the means to create or don't have the means to create to express their feelings so it doesn't matter whether you're the best at what you do we're there to help you we're there to help you grow help you learn and whatever way it may be and that's why we've built a team a large team with all these different skills to help people who who want to create i would say that even though we're only an Instagram page now, mm. we're very much for sharing and promoting local talent and nurturing that sort of Adelaide art scene yeah. or creative scene or whatever you'd like to call it. We're just there to, to help mm. people and that's what we love doing.
0: Yeah, I think that's awesome and I think there's definitely a space for that in Adelaide. Is it solely an online thing or will there be like in person events in the future?
1: Um in the past we we had our creative meetup, which was our first ever event, and that I think went really well and I would think the rest of the team that was there would agree. And we had another one in planning for last year, but um some things came up in the group that mm. caused it to not not eventuate not no arguments or anything it was just it was a bit of trouble people were moving um, countries and school became a really big thing in our lives so that's what really really pushed it but we were planning before covid as most people would say we were planning (laughs) an event which cannot happen currently but we were planning to have another sort of creative networking event for those who are very interested in in the creative lifestyle, art style, whoever it may be, and we just wanted people to have that opportunity to all be in the same room. You might not know each other, but you'd be able to meet people and we'd give talks on what to do for your creative business or we'd do live painting sessions, and we wanted to do that as a whole event, but unfortunately we haven't been able to do that.
0: Hopefully that happens after everything is... Back to normal. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. How many people did you say there were? Twelve. Yes, there are. About oh, okay. 12. Maybe I was gonna ask you to do a quick introduction of everyone in the team, but that might be a little bit. Yeah,
1: much. that <laughs> might be a bit hard. I mean.
0: <laughs> Maybe you could just say what the different mediums there are mediums. within the group. Like.
1: Yes. Yeah, so we've got a fashion stylist. Mm-hmm. Uh We have a clothing shop owner. Uh, architect. Uh, a tattoo artist, mm-hmm. a jewelry creator uh, a podcast sort of journalist um, person and we've got another <laughs> journalist. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry guys if you're listening back to this and I'm sort of butchering what your roles are um, we've got a fashion designer mm-hmm. and we've got another sort of person who's like very interested in involved in fashion but he customizes um, clothes. Mm-hmm. We've got an event planner. And we have a, a typical sort of artist, and by typical I mean like painting okay. mediums, and then we've got me. But <laughs> I'm really sorry if you're listening back to this and you're thinking, goodness, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But it's a bit hard to summarise what you all do because you guys do so much.
0: Well, everyone who's listening to this should definitely go to the Vision Instagram page and check out all of the team members because they all do really awesome stuff. And especially if you need any of those services, you should go and suss them out.
1: And that's Vision with two eyes after the S. Vision. Is it the Vision? The Vision, with two eyes after the S. But it's not a spelling mistake. There's a reason for (laughs) it. It's two eyes, like having two eyes. The Vision. Oh my god, I was
0: actually just about to ask, um, what is behind the name? So.
1: Well, I didn't come up with the name. Um, my friend Josh did, and he's over in Switzerland at the moment. Shout out to Bobby Against the World is his Instagram. But he was You know,
0: this whole time until like I thought his name was Bobby.
1: (laughs) 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 No, his name is Josh, but his Instagram is Bobby Against the World, but he came up with the name and he approached myself and Casey, the other um, founding member of the Vision. Yeah, mid mid two thousand and eighteen to create the whole sort of group, and he that was his Instagram name at the time. It was the Vision.
0: Oh, okay. But he'd
1: been saving it for the right moment <laughs> to use it as a group.
0: What's it like to work in such a big team? Like, what are the main struggles that happen with that?
1: The biggest struggle is – or the biggest two struggles would be communication and organization. And not in the sense of organization as we'll get to a shoot or we'll get to an event or whatever and be disorganized, but it's to organize every single person, Mm. everyone's time schedules into one that we can all meet up or we can all do something in because getting everyone from their jobs and from their uni and from whatever other commitments to the same place – is always the biggest struggle and sometimes we'll have most people and then sometimes we'll have only a couple members and it's really hard to juggle everyone's time and then the communication as well with such a big group we've got a group chat we've got a facebook group we've got all these sort of methods of communicating but there are so many people that sometimes you do have to flick the occasional like private message hey how you going look what (laughs) we're up to now but those are big I wouldn't say issues, but they're things that can be improved.
0: Um, and what can we expect to see from the vision in the near future?
1: A lot of things. A okay. lot of things because everyone works on their own personal projects. Okay. And then we'll have a couple of members from the group working on one thing. And at the moment, we're working with Prana Athletica, mm-hmm. a gym.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and we're creating a, a branding campaign for them. So they've wow. released clothing, not Not your typical sort of gym wear like um, singlets and whatnot, but hoodies, track pants, puffer jackets and Mm -hmm. more more of a lifestyle thing and they want to expand what their gym means. But we're working with them. So some Mm -hmm. of the group's working towards that sort of campaign. Mm -hmm. So that's one big project that we have coming up. And then lots of small little projects, whether it be me working with people and I post about it or a couple of other people doing their own little thing and just the Adelaide Fashion Gala. But yeah. I'm sure there'll be many more opportunities in the future.
0: As you said before, you do a lot of promoting other people's work on the Vision Instagram. Are you always on the search for new people to be promoting?
1: I am always on the search, but also I am very aware that there are a lot of people who do say that they want to create and don't follow through with it. So when I when I am on the search, mm. I do want those people who are going to stick by what they they're doing and are extremely passionate. Yeah. And if I don't pick a certain person, it's not because I don't like their work, but I feel like we can help them get better and we want everyone's best possible selves to be posted on the on the actual account, but we're happy yeah. to promote you through our stories or through our facebook Mm -hmm. but the whole sort of posting schedule for the vision we want that to sort of almost be a bit of a digital gallery yeah of people's Mm -hmm. work
0: it's looking really good at the moment thank you
1: so if you are looking to be promoted through sort of a creative network do speak to us and it may not be We'll post you on our Instagram, but we'll help you create content for your Instagram, which will help Mm. grow you or or whatever way that you want to sort of connect to us. We're down for just a chat. (laughs) Yeah, okay.
0: So they should message you through Instagram? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we even do a few Instagram lives every now and then. Mm. So whatever you guys feel like. All
0: right, cool. So any listeners who have creative businesses or services or platforms of any kind? Or hobbies. Or hobbies, yeah up the vision and is the vision specifically for adelaide creatives
1: um i say at the moment it is mainly just because that's where we're based Mm. um in the future we want to break out well this is a dream but globally (laughs) but at the moment when we're not going to discriminate against anyone from anywhere else yeah that's not what we're about but it's easier at the moment, to be with local talent and we can actually see them in person and we can go along and see what they do. Yeah. And
0: it's always good to support local as well. Yeah.
1: And us being this small, it wouldn't be... It wouldn't make sense for us to be shooting that high now Mm. when we're only just building a group.
0: I think it's also... To be locational, how do I say this? It's, like, beneficial for building an audience because if you are mainly based around a certain area, basically all the creatives from that area are going to think, this is something that I need to be on board for or something like that. I don't know if that really makes sense.
1: Yeah, um, Sort of bring that creative community together and creating a presence where people know who you are or know what the group is. Yeah. And then it's easier... keep it that way and break out into other states Mm. because I've thought about it quite a lot and it wouldn't make sense to try and get into Melbourne or Sydney or Brisbane or Perth or wherever wherever in Australia and be like, oh, look at us, we're just this small little Adelaide Mm. group and we're reaching out to you. It would make more sense if we sort of build state by state or yeah from the ground up kind of thing yeah
0: on the topic of the Adelaide creative community there seems to be a kind of myth maybe even a snobbery around where you need to be for the creative industries and the myth is that you, you can't be successful in Adelaide and that if you want to do these things you have to go to Sydney or Melbourne like as the creative hubs but what would you say to people who think this way and what's your take on the Adelaide creative community as a whole?
1: I would say that the Adelaide community, creative community as a whole, is extremely supportive of each other mm. for those misconceptions and myths because people say, oh, you won't get your name out there, you're not going to be successful. Mm. But then all the creatives, when one project is done, I often see lots of people promoting that one project that's been completed. Yeah, and That's really great to see. And I would also say, I would argue against the fact that it's hard to break out in Adelaide because in Melbourne and Sydney, there are so many people, Yeah, people are everywhere doing so much amazing stuff, but it's really hard to get recognised because there's so much going on, mm. whereas in Adelaide, when you're creating amazing things, lots of people tend to know about it, Yeah, and there is that typical saying of, well, it is Adelaide, when you are able to say, oh, I know this person, I've got a connection mm-hmm. through here, it's it's much easier to... To make those network connections and whatnot, yeah. In 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 such a, I wouldn't say it's a small community because Adelaide is still yeah. quite large, but
0: but it's smaller than smaller than two yes. other cities. But it's
1: it's a very supportive system, and that's what I really like about it. And
0: have you been working on anything particular during lockdown and quarantine and all that?
1: Um, I've been working with a couple of businesses for their logos and a bit of their branding, and then. When lockdown finished, I was so excited because I could get outside and, like, yeah. take photos and do videos. Mm-hmm. So I did do um, a couple of collaboration fashion campaigns. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just, just getting out there again has been really great and connecting with other creative people or non-creative people and I can help them create something that yeah. they need. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: That's awesome. How should people contact you if they are interested in any of your services?
1: Um, well, I have an Instagram at CMZVP, originated from a nickname that I had, um, Camzy P in primary <laughs> school, and I just sort of abbreviated it, in, it into consonants mm-hmm. rather than having any vowels in it, and I thought it looked cool. Yeah. But if that's too hard for you through my Instagram, I do have a website, Cameron Poser, so my name, myportfolio.com, and there's my email on there, I think my Twitter, my Facebook, and then there's like an online form as well, and it's got my email. It's just got everything on there if you want to look at it.
0: Do you use Twitter for your creative stuff?
1: No. Okay, I was no, wondering. But, but I do just have it there if people want to connect to me from Yeah, the, yeah. I use it for news, even though... Oh. It's not the most reliable source. <laughs> yeah. Because
0: yeah. I did make a, pod, a Twitter for the podcast where I'm like, I don't know how to use it other than just po- like saying new episode. Like, I mm. don't know how to use Twitter yeah. properly. <laughs> I
1: just, I like scrolling through what people have posted and then looking at all of the comments and like oh. <laughs> that's kind of it. But that's what my Twitter is.
0: Yeah. Thanks so much, Cameron, for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your mates. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give it a rating and a review, as it's one of the few ways that I can tell if people are engaging with the podcast. Don't forget to check out Cameron's work at CMZVP on Instagram and also follow at The Vision with two Eyes after the S on Instagram. And for updates about the podcast, follow us on Twitter and the new Instagram, both called at youandyou underscore podcast. I look forward to bringing you more insightful conversations with creative people and people following their dreams. So keep your eye out for the next episode. Thanks for listening.